Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steve Diddy NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers and find me on the Petty Pecker on Instagram if you're so inclined. I don't know why I promote it because um, I'm massively against social media. Twitter is, if the internet had a booty, it would be um, Twitter. And I'm going to get to the clowns of the week. There's so many clowns I could give out, a, you know... Multiple clown awards. My voice is sounding weird. Am I sick? A little bit. Am I? Sore throat. Is that worrying? Probably worrying. Um, masks. We've got masks in the UK Packers store. Now you can get them in four different colours. And they're £7.50. No pre-order. Um, if you get them without your membership number, they're fully customisable. If you get them without the membership number, they're seven fifty. Only three quid postage. I'm going to try to do this in record time because I talk too much and we can get them sent out to you. But if you want your membership number on them, it's only an extra pound fifty, and we can get them sent out. There's a bit of a longer lead time on them. Wearing masks is not a conspiracy theory. Um, it's science. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's science. Um, it's fact. And it's upsetting that there's so many videos of seemingly white women freaking out in American supermarkets about how you know, agendas are being pushed, how it's some sort of conspiracy theory, uh, a cancellation of freedom or something like that, where, you know, I don't see anyone out protesting against not wanting to drive in the opposite side of the road just because you're free and you can do whatever you want or, you know, you know, punching people in the face for no reason. I mean, you know, you're not as free as you think you are. And if it's going to stop Gam Gam from um, dying... Well, then wear a mask. And it's good to see people in stores where masks are mandatory uh, telling other people to wear masks. Um, it's looking pretty grim. So the the news, and uh, they did have a news drop. I don't know how much um, people are going to understand it. And now for something completely different. And that's an explosion for no reason because Monty Python. But um, so if we're going to get to the news, the Packers have released a update on what fans can and can't do. And from Jason Wilde, he released a poll asking people what are they going to do are they going to go to the games not go to the games and overwhelmingly people have decided that they want to opt out so the Packers uh, if you haven't heard about it is that they've given um, season ticket holders options to opt in or opt out if you opt out you can push your fee uh, to the following year or you can get it refunded they're taking away the sort of designation of gold and green packages Um, some tickets they're not guaranteeing at all um, and for other ones then it has to be decided but also the Packers themselves are saying that you have to wear a mask when you go to the stadium so all of this outlandish stuff I'm seeing about people oh, I'm not going to go to the stadium I've got to wear a mask cool stay at home see ya um, but if you do go well then you have to wear your mask when you go and it's probably limited as well now where does that put us for the group trip um, as it stands it's it's still going ahead I've spoke to some people that they say you know they're still interested in going but I will be talking to Ben. Um, yeah, just sort of decide what we're gonna what we're gonna do there with the tour operator. So I'll keep us updated as to what the lay of the land is. Maybe what'll end up happening is is that the group element uh, will probably fall by the wayside and it'll be booked on an individual basis. Hopefully he'll be able to do uh, the same deal that you get and you'll be able to go over. Um, but again, I'll keep you updated uh, on that as we stand. 
But I look, this is a podcast. So what I'm going to do for this podcast is going to hit you with some Packers limericks, going to hit you with some clown of the week. Um, and then I'm also going to talk about uh, Lambeau Field itself and how it got its name and how, because it seems obvious, right? Curly Lambeau founded the team, uh, stewarded them through some success, went Hollywood allegedly and it all fell apart. And you sort of go, well, Lambeau Field, it was built. Uh, the minute it was built, they called it Lambeau Field, Steve. It's a no-brainer. Um, and that was it. That's not the story. That's not the story at all. In fact, it was built in uh, 1957 um, and it was only 1965 that the stadium gets named and there was a lot of drama that kind of went um, between that period. In fact, even before Lambeau Field was built, uh, there was a bit of drama, but we'll get into the shenanigans later on in the podcast. But before I get into it all and the history, fun history stuff or the Packers limericks, there was a whole load of people with clown makeup on. Let's hit you with clown of the week. Clown of the week. Now, there's nothing like off-season to create a storm in a teacup. So I, I remember I followed this guy. I've since unfollowed him because um, he was a spanner. Um, so he kept... What he'd do is... I don't know. He must have bought his followers or whatever. He got zero interaction anyway. But what he'd do is he'd say, oh, you know, coming up on the show. And he'd try and make out that, you know, he was getting loads of interaction and he was super popular. And... <laughs> he used to put out questions like oh what do you think uh, this team's gonna do and he would get one response and then he would tweet out later in the day and go oh I got a cracking response to my question about you know what the Raiders should do a kicker or whatever um, and it was literally two responses uh, so that was funny so there's nothing like people over inflating stuff now this was kind of some of it because you get the few you know tool bags out there who will come up in opposition to something um, and there's a certain demographic for that too um, and then the majority of people will see sense and then people will make out like oh I can't believe you know someone's giving this guy grief and they, they try to make some like lofty uh, virtue signaling statement or something about how this is not fair but the clown for me the award has to go to anybody criticising Aaron Jones so he became a father and his partner, Crystal, put out a tweet that I retweeted from the group account because it was funny about him playing PlayStation while she was in labor, right? She said something about, oh, all these boys are going to hear me in labor. Kind of a gag, right? She put it out and she thought it was funny. And guess what? It's so funny, right? So it's funny anyway. Um, but if you've had a kid, um, you know, you can relate to it and everything else. But someone called Kelsey Plum, 10, on Twitter put it out. Now, I tried to find a tweet for the podcast Um but she came out and said, oh, this is trash, to be honest, I think she said. Now, this is what I hate, right? I have two kids, so I am I know what the whole uh, labor process is. And the thing about when you have kids is the number one thing that happens when you're going to have a kid is people offer you advice who've had kids, right? They they tell you, you no one really discusses labor all that much. There's the tropes and the gags out there, but no one really discusses it with you. Um until you're going to have a baby because it's not something that you sort of, you know, it's one of those things you don't openly talk about and all the stuff that happens in labour, how long it goes on. Now, I've experienced it, not personally, uh, but I was a dad in the room, the same as Aaron Jones, um, twice. And I've also heard, you know, stories and horror stories and everything else. And loads of my friends have had kids and we all sit around and we just get a good gag at talking about labour. Right? So labour can last a very long time. If you haven't had a kid, 
or you've had a different experience with labor the impression is is that it's this thing of like oh it's happening and then everyone rushes to the hospital and then you go straight into the room and then you're having a baby and the man's saying oh you're gonna be fine and she's screaming and everything else it's nothing like that labor is surprisingly slow not all the time not when you have multiple children it gets quicker by and large i'm not a doctor um but like for instance here's an example a real life example for you um my buddy i said to him uh, do you want to hit the driving range he said steve let's roll so his uh, wife was heavily pregnant she was about to have the baby any day now and i met up with my mate uh i won't name him for legal reasons and we hit the driving range and so it's it's typical man stuff where you could be hanging out with your mate that you haven't seen for seven years and you do not talk about anything of substance because we're lads. And so you'll get home and your partner will say, oh, how was Dave? And you go, yeah, cool. And they say, what's happening, Dave? So I feel like, eh, didn't really talk, but didn't come up. And, they, you, you know, you could spend, you know, um, so many hours with this dude and just talk about superficial stuff like sports uh, and everything else. So I went to the uh, driving range with my mate, pull up in the car, get the clubs out. We go in, we're talking nonsense. And we're striking off balls. So I say to him, uncharacteristically for lads, how's everything going? Like, what's what's the, you know, explain to me about Panda Watch here, uh, about you having your kid. He said, oh yeah, um, my missus, she's, she went into labour there about an hour ago. <laughs> so I was like, uh, sorry, what? And this is before I even had kids. So I was like, what are you talking about? He said, yeah, yeah, she went into labour there about an hour ago. So well, what what the hell are you doing here? He's like, oh, geez, bro, like that can last ages. We're not at the stage of, you know, I won't get into the details. I was like, okay. I said, do you, do you need to shoot off then? He was like, no, let's finish the finish the round of basketballs here. Um, and anyway, she, we have to head up to her mother after because she has to drop something off. Um, and then we're going to saunter up to the hospital or whatever. Most of the time when you're in labor, uh, you ring the hospital to let them know what's going on because you've been in and out for your appointments. And they'll tell you, uh, yeah, leave it for whatever. How far are you away or whatever? And they'll ask you some various other questions. People who know, know. And then they'll say, yeah, come in in an hour or come in and whatever. Or come in when it gets to this stage. So obviously, Aaron and Crystal went to the hospital. Um, she was in labour and she said to him, apparently, that's what he said. His quote is, that's wild. She told me to bring the game with me. But you know nothing about the whole process of having a child. So till you experience it, don't speak on me. And so many people come out and said, the one guy I like is coming, uh, Twitter is a toxic cesspool. Yes. Um, so, you know, he's kind of explaining. But that's that's the deal. I mean, you could be in the hospital. There's so many times that, you know, me included, where they say, right, you know, this is going to take X amount of time. This is the uh, thing. Go for a walk, get yourself a sandwich, go downstairs, get a coffee. So obviously he was in playing PlayStation Things were going slow um, and, you know, people come out and decide to speak. The worst people in this situation is not only this person here, I've no idea who they are, talking, saying this is trash, to be honest and all, right? even though it was his own partner who put it out for a gag, is the lands that dive in feet first. <laughs> they try and press these random women online. Like, yeah, you know what? I think you're dead, right? It's like, oh, bro, shut up. Shut up, all right? Just go on, leave it out. Like This whole thing about as if that's going to impress this random woman that you've never met. I said it a couple of weeks ago um, that something happened on Twitter that made me lose the will to live. Um, I, you know what? I'm not even... If anyone wants to know what it is, I'll tell you, I don't even want to sully the podcast with it. Um, so, Clown of the Week um, gets popped off again because uh, when the Packers announced the whole thing about face masks... Um, 
it was put up on Cheesehead TV, an article about it just explaining, you know, what was going on. And it was shared to the UK Packers group, which you can get onto on Facebook. Um, there's a private group you can get into and talk Packers, right? Um, safely. And because, um, you know, not that we marshal it, but there's people are so sound in there, right? And you're not going to find a Seahawks or Vikings fan jumping and go, whoa, you know, and celebrating Aaron Rodgers' injury. And they do that. Absolute clowns of the week. But there's someone wrote underneath one of the articles. LP Hill wrote, I'm not watching games if there is a season. I'll watch the replays maybe and I'm not getting the Sunday ticket either. The NFL is playing the Black National Anthem before games and allowing BLM patches on their jerseys. This is too political now. Count me out. That's from this guy. Now, I lost brain cells reading this thing. I just find it so hypocritical, right, that someone's going to watch a game that's predominantly played by black athletes but gets so pissed off about the fact that they don't want to be shot in cars, um, you know, or have the equal rights. It's just it beggars belief to me that someone can say that the NFL is getting too political. You know, a sport that plays the national anthem before games. We see it um, in international games where you will have... You know, they play the Irish National Anthem and the English National Anthem when we play each other in rugby. But you'll find that, um, you know, the the Army and the Navy and and all of that is brought into American sports. So you could argue that it's already kind of political. But like everything else, I mean, even face masks is, is made political. Politics is a part of life and some people watch sports to get away from it. Um, but I wouldn't say, you know, wanting equal rights for black people and black players is in some way, you know, like I'll watch the replays, um, but I'm not going to watch the game. See you then. You know what I mean? Dear Jesus Christ. And I know, look, there, there's there's people who jump on the bandwagon um, and they they try use it as a as a means to an end and, and everything else, right? And there's, a, there's an awful lot in it to unpack. Um, but f- you know, for that that type of attitude, and y- you get that everywhere. I mean, I read a um, an article on Packers.com from Mark Murphy where he talks about various things. But the whole comment section was about how the renaming of the Washington Redskins. Now, one thing that always arcs me, and it happens a lot as an Irishman, is that you know when someone come out and they say. Like, for instance, the history behind the, uh, the Washington Redskins name was is that the owner alleged that he was part Native American. Turned out he wasn't. And then with the name and the logo, he said that he reached out to tribes um, of Native Americans and they okayed it, right? And fast forward to now and people are saying, oh, people are soft. I can't believe you can't say it and everything else. Now, the PC culture can get a bit wild. But what I will say is, is that this happens all the time as an Irishman, right? What, I, what I'll see is, is I'll, I'll constantly see they will opine on something and claim to be Irish. And and oftentimes they're not even Irish. They're Irish a couple of generations back, right? Or even a full-blooded Irishman will come out and say, I'm Irish and here's what I think. So this is what Irish people think. And you're kind of like, yeah, don't speak for the whole country. So if someone finds something offensive and the term red skin um, with a logo of what's alleged to be... uh, you know, a Native American. Um, if some people find it offensive, well, then it's probably offensive. Um, I was calling the team the Washington Redskins. If anyone listens to the podcast for a long time, I will call the team the Washington team now um, because I went and looked into it and, and found that, you know, there's 
there's tribes that, like for instance in Green Bay there's the Oneida tribe it's where, where the Oneida Casino is and where the Radisson is and I had an enlightening conversation with a Native American uh, woman um, in the Radisson and she was telling me a bit about the history and everything else and it gave me a new appreciation for that as well right so there's living breathing people walking around being offended by it and just because people want to call people whatever names and that we're all getting soft uh, that they don't want to rename the team there's people who are fans of the team and will actively knock around and wear items from the team because they deem it as racist i think we look back on it in 10 years time and see how silly it all is um for using the term redskins anyway this podcast kind of got off the rails here so here we go packers limerick Bring it on. So this one's topical. And on account of the news, let's kick it off like this. New rules released at Lambeau Field. Less fans and with masks they must yield. This damn COVID-19 will keep games off our screens. Will it start? Let's keep our eyes peeled. Right, so one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, is... The naming of Lambeau Field. So like I said at the top of the down, at the top of the podcast, it, it seems obvious why it's called Lambeau Field. Uh, but the battle to get it named Lambeau Field started even before Lambeau Field was built. Um, so yeah, let me hit it off at the drop and let's have a chat. So... This was an interesting one to look into, and this was suggested, by the way, by a good buddy old pal, Steve Sparks, um, who said he's enjoying the, the newspaper slot. So in this section, I read out uh, an article from the newspaper from back in the day, from when people were talking about it live, and um, delve into a bit of the history. So I've kind of focused on the earlier history of the Packers, stuff that people aren't really aware of. I read an, an excellent archived article. I, I don't even know what date it's from um because i go down a rabbit hole with this stuff as well like these things take uh immeasurably long to do because you know i want to get the information right but then also you go from one to the next and my go-to guy and i have to get him on the podcast is cliff crystal because the dude is a is a colossus he's a giant and um, when it comes to packers history and lee Remmel before so lambeau field um you know i've kind of covered it where we've looked at when the team got started and how they got started. We've looked before on how the team nearly went bankrupt a bunch of times. Um, I've looked into the the field that Curly Lambeau bought um, and, you know, the facilities and everything else there a couple of weeks ago and that mysteriously burned down and saved the team. So I've looked at that element of it and that was part of him kind of going Hollywood and that led us up to talking about Scooter McLean and then there was an article there about where Lyle Blackburn was sacked and what was going on behind the scenes and the sort of infighting that was happening. So it's become clear up to this point um, that Curly Lambeau was spending more time in LA. Um, his football knowledge was being questioned. There's stories in an excellent article that I read of Michalski and Hubbard um, cornering Lambeau up against a wall in the locker room and demanding money because he was sort of known for finding players. So people didn't, there was an awful lot of people didn't respect Curly Lambeau. Um, and they questioned his football knowledge because of his limited experience in Notre Dame. Um, and Johnny Blood, there's an awful lot about Johnny Blood in that book, uh, The Vagabond Halfback by Ralph Hickok, about where Johnny Blood sort of called him into question and they didn't get along. 
And there's the stories about Curly Lambo being a ladies' man and putting people's nose at a joint in that way. Uh, and then he, you know, divorced his childhood sweetheart and was going off with Miss California and everything else. So with all of that being said, it does surprise you then when you look at the likes of Lambeau Field and its name and the stuff that we've kind of covered shows Curly Lambeau in kind of a negative light, but it cannot be downplayed just how important Curly Lambeau was to the franchise. It's obvious because he started the team with George Whitney Calhoun, um, but also he was a charmer. Um, you know, he, he did it big. He did stuff. He was innovative. He was doing stuff that no one else was doing. Uh, he was pioneering the forward pass game. Um, you know, when it came down to he was flying uh, people to games and he kept the team afloat so many times. He was eventually outed because he put people's nose at a joint, Calhoun being one of them, who said he'd want to PP on his grave um, because he got him ousted as a kind of, the you know, the PR director or whatever. And he set about trying to sort of oust him by the board, but he didn't have the support. And eventually Curly kind of walked away because they gave him this contract that was trying to strip his power. So when it comes to renaming Lambeau Field, it's surprising to see that there was such a public outcry for that to happen. But there was an awful lot of infighting that was going on. So up to this point, they were playing their games at City Stadium. And and there was a stadium, County Stadium in Milwaukee as well, which was purpose-built to try get the Packers to play there. It was kind of wrestled them away from Green Bay and moved them into Milwaukee. Um, and it was annoying to the league because the gate receipts weren't enough. So the Packers then set about... Because they used to play, and we've went to City Stadium when we go to our tours over there. Um, it's the Green Bay East High School pitch. And there's still a sign that says um, City Stadium outside it. So eventually what they decided was is that they, you know, they passed a resolution. And they decided to build what is now Lambeau Field. But what was then just City Stadium, it became another City Stadium. They called it New City Stadium uh, because of the old one. So what you'll find in this story, and I'll read out the newspaper article of when it was renamed. Uh, which is interesting. Um, but what you'll find to all of this thing, it wasn't very easy for them to do. So uh, even before, in fact, and it's, a, it's an unbelievable article, which I want to run through and discuss while I'm, while I'm doing this, from Cliff Crystal on Packers.com, who else, where he talks about the timeline um, of it all and he you know, details the kind of background to it. And that's where you know, I've got this from the, the article from doing different research um, on the stadium itself and when it was built and everything else. Um, and then also this article, it's largely pulled at the end of this podcast based on that article, right? Um, it's really interesting to see that even as far back as 1937, there was an article that was written by a guy called Howard Purser, who was calling for City Stadium, which was the East uh, High School Stadium, uh, was to get that named after Lambeau. So the Packers played their home games there from 1925 up to the new stadium being built. They, they you know, turned over the first sod in 1956 and it was finished in 1957 for that season. So they wanted that renamed Lambeau Field, uh, but they didn't. And they ended up, and that sort of fell by the wayside because they renamed it East High School Stadium instead. Then there's a gentleman that we, we meet called George Banta and he wrote into the Green Bay Press-Gazette and asked them to uh, rename the stadium uh, Lambeau Stadium um, and then Thomas Atkinson is a Green Bay alderman um, and he's trying to urge people to rename the newly built stadium uh, Lambeau Field or Lambeau Stadium you'll find that it's Lambeau Stadium is what they sort of 
uh, go for. But then there's a commission and a committee that's set up and they choose uh, it to be Lambeau Field. So they they keep asking for the stadium, which was built in 1957. And Curly Lambeau is still alive. He dies in 1965 on June 1st. And even when he was alive, they turn around and say, look, let's rename the stadium after him. It's only right. Um, and apparently there's a massive public outcry and they keep kind of, the officials keep sort of saying, stonewalling it and sort of saying, no, no, we, like, you know, we're not going to address it. Or when it does come up, they, you know, artfully just gleam over. So what they decided was they set up this Green Bay Stadium Commission and they voted instead to erect a plaque in the new stadium to Lambeau. And by the time it was erected in 1960, five years before uh, Curly Lambeau dies in Sturgeon Bay, um, they put the six presidents, first six presidents of the Packers on the plaque as well and tacked that to the wall. So it's like the public are like, name the stadium after him. They're like, no, you're grand. And then they eventually sort of cave and do something a little bit, you know, like a little plaque instead, um, which is interesting. And funnily enough as well, they passed a resolution in 2000 and it passed 53 to 47, uh, the referendum did, that they could rename Lambeau Field to something else. So if a sponsor ponied up $100 million, and it still stands today, that the Packers could rename the stadium after that sponsor. Now, Mark Murphy's come out time and time again because he keeps getting asked about it because it's a very kind of, when someone discovers it, they're like, oh, I have to ask him this. So he's came out and said, there's no way that we're going to sell the name of the stadium they kind of got around it by renaming the gates and the end zones and um, you know the miller light end zone or whatever um after brands and that's how they've kind of got away with it but they said that they'll never rename lambeau field so let's come back so 1960 so 1937 they're asked to rename the old city stadium after lambeau they're like no uh fast forward uh it comes up every so often 1960, they throw up a plaque on the newly built, what is now Lambeau Field, what was then New City Stadium. And then 1st of June 1965, Lambeau's in Sturgeon Bay. Uh, he's with his girlfriend at the time at her father's house and he's mowing the lawn and he's kind of doing it for a bit of a gas and he's doing a little dance and a jig and he's he's kind of cracking jokes. Um, and then all of a sudden he falls into the arms of his then uh, girlfriend's father who was his friend as well and dies of a massive heart attack so this kind of dredges up again the kind of you know let's rename the stadium after curly lambo he deserves it right so what it becomes is is it becomes this sort of pr stunt um by the well not really a stunt but um battle from the people of green bay and the, you know wisconsin versus the officials who kind of just want to brush it under the rug and not want to deal with it because remember up until this point he, he kind of he left green bay and he went off to chicago coached the team there went off to the washington team and coached there and he was back in town when it came to dealing with you know is he going to become the general manager or not the lombardi comes to town and Lam Lambeau Field which was then City Stadium becomes a pretty popular place interestingly enough as well um, and it came out Lee Remmel spoke about it but Vince Lombardi was massively against renaming the stadium after Curly Lambeau and on July 25th which was over a month after Curly Lambeau dies of a massive heart attack they released the 1965 Packer yearbook 
And on the front cover, they put a picture of Vince Lombardi shaking hands with Curly Lambeau. It's that famous photo you see all over the place. And apparently, uh, Lombardi called up Art Daly, who was the publisher of the yearbook, um, and said to him, um, you know, give out Sting to him and said, why did you put me on the cover with him? Um, and said, it's the worst yearbook that you've ever put out and slammed down the phone. Um, and then, you know, Lee Remmel at the time was the Packers PR dude. And he gave this interview and says that he heard him personally uh, rail against the fact that he didn't want the stadium renamed after Curly Lambeau. So that's pretty interesting. Let's rewind a little bit. So Curly Lambeau dies on the 1st of June. So on the 5th, he has his funeral mass and the priest comes out and says, yeah, I think we should name it after Curly Lambeau. Banta, who was the guy who wrote the article way back when asking for the stadium to be named after him, he writes another letter asking that to happen. Three days after the funeral mass, the Greater Green Bay uh, Labour Council passes a resolution and asks the stadium to re- rename Lambeau Stadium or Lambeau Field. Lambeau Stadium kind of keeps coming up again and again. So then we go to the Wisconsin Senate, uh, nine, eight, nine days after Curly dies, and they you know, put out this uh, resolution, but they conveniently don't mention the renaming of the stadium. June 12th, uh, and this is from the Cliff Crystal article, Local sports writers, sport writers and sportcasters come out and they sort of put it on record. Yep, we want this to be renamed after Curly Lambeau. That's for sure. Then the mayor comes out and sort of says, no, you know, I'm not gonna, we're not going to get into this whole thing about renaming the stadium after him. We, we'll do something else. So then the city council come out on the 15th of June and they say, look, um, Curly Lambeau said himself he didn't want it. And they, this is one of the quotes that I wanted to uh, tell people in the podcast. He allegedly said, according to the council, I never played there, had no part in building it, and it is my opinion that the new stadium belongs to the people who built it, the citizens of Green Bay. So then the Green Bay Press-Gazette come out and they said, we've spoke to the public, they want it renamed unanimously, and we think it should be called Curly Lambeau Field, which just sounds so corny. Uh, Then the Green Bay Press-Gazette, Len Wagner, comes out and he says all of these resolutions that you've passed and honouring him and saying what a great chap he was it's not enough you should honour him properly by calling it Lambeau Field so it's kind of this back and forth keeps going for the whole month of June the month that Curly passed away so on July 6th the city council they create this seven person uh, citizens council uh, and they look into you know all different recommendations and what they dream up is this museum memorial next to City Stadium, which is now Lambeau Field, in Lambeau's honour. So they're like, well, we're not going to rename the stadium after him, but he can have this sort of, you know, memorial thing outside um, and that'll be great. Um, So then fast forward to July 20th and all the aldermans around Green Bay, they circulate this statement and they say that, you know, they don't agree um, with the mayor and what they want to happen is, is they want some um, commission set up and that they want the stadium to be renamed after Curly Lambeau. So then fast forward to July 25th and that yearbook comes out um, with Lombardi and Curly Lambeau shaking hands. He sort of freaks out about it. So then they, there's this seven member citizens council that we spoke about and they unanimously recommend renaming the stadium uh, for Curly Lambeau. And the Press Gazette again jump on that a couple of days later and they have this Q&A and again it's unanimous everybody that they 90% of the people that they talk to wants it to be renamed after Lambeau Field so on August 2nd 
There's a seven-man executive committee and they recommend renaming the stadium in his honour and the name that they pick is Lambeau Field. So on August 3rd, uh, they rename it Lambeau Field by unanimous vote at the City Council. Um, and, it, and this is in the article that I'm going to read as well, Francis Hessel, who's one of the aldermen, he said, well, I think Lambeau Stadium sounds better. Uh, and then of the, it's officially sort of this, this ceremony that's held on September 11th. Um, and there's this, you know, where they open the stadium and they don Lambeau, which is Curly Lambeau's son, is there. Um, and he goes and says, what a great honour it would be. And, you know, Curly Lambeau's a straight-laced type of dude, but even he'd be honoured by it. So it was this real tug-of-war between the aldermans and the commissions and the committees and the citizen committees and all of the journalists around Green Bay. Um, and I love that there was one quote as well in that article where they said that there was an informal survey done of all of the barbers shops <laughs> of uh, Green Bay. And they're like, oh, well, if you, you know, if you're looking for the unanimous verdict from anyone, it's going to have to be the barbershops, right? Um, and I love the way it was unofficial. And uh, it's like literally walking in. How are you lads? Uh, what do you think we should do here? Yeah, rename it Lambofield. Cool, see ya. Um, so it's fascinating at the time. So as I said, it, in on August 3rd, the council say, yep, yeah, grand, we'll call it Lambofield. Um, and it was a real tug of war. So this is the article from the Green Bay Press-Gazette, dated Wednesday evening, August 4th, 1965, at a price of 10 cents. Um, volume uh, number 37 of that year only 36 pages would you believe so here it is here's the actual article that you know people back then their eyes feasted on when the stadium was renamed stadium changed to Lambeau Field unanimous council vote dedicates facility to Packer founder coach Green Bay City Stadium was renamed Lambeau Field Tuesday night by a unanimous city council roll call after eight weeks of avoiding a vote and the offering of a substitute proposal, it took the council just three minutes and five seconds to rename the stadium for E.L. Curly Lambeau, the founder and first coach of the Packers, who died June 1st. There was no council debate. The only council comment was the opinion of Alderman Francis Hessel that Lambeau Stadium would sound better than Lambeau Field on television. Lambeau Field was the name suggested by a citizen committee and was passed on to the council by the stadium commission. The commission reported its recommendation to the council in a three-paragraph report of the citizen committee's proposal. The committee was named by the council July 6th to examine the idea of a museum-type building at the stadium as a tribute to Lambeau. The committee considered the alternative of renaming the stadium or endorsing the erection of a suitable memorial building. The Citizen Committee unanimously endorsed the idea of renaming the stadium Lambeau Field and proposed that the question of erection of a memorial building be taken up at a later time. Inasmuch as the Citizens Committee was formed to make a firm recommendation to the Stadium Commission and has done so, your Stadium Commission now recommends to the Common Council that the stadium be renamed Lambeau Field, the Commission report said. No resolution. After the Council unanimously adopted the report, Alderman Donald MacDonald, like who names their kid Donald MacDonald, anyway, noted that no following resolution had been prepared for the session to complete the formal action. Mayor Donald Tillman instructed Richard Greenwood, Assistant City Attorney, to write a resolution. The two-sentence resolution noted the accepted commission report and said that therefore 
Green Bay City Stadium be renamed Lambeau Field. The Council Act provided no direction to the Citizen Committee on whether the proposal for a museum-type building at the stadium should be the topic of continued study. Committee Members The members of the Citizen Committee were Charles Brock, Andy Oram and Arnie Herber, who played on Lambeau coach teams, John Torinus, a representative of the Packer Corp Executive Committee, and David Younger, Ben Lard and Hayden Evans, representing the Green Bay Press, Radio and Television. The committee report said it believed there was widespread agreement on the part of the Green Bay citizens that the stadium should be renamed for Lambeau because his name has been synonymous with the founding and the long and illustrious history of the Packers. In a background report prepared for its meeting Monday, the Stadium Commission pointed out that the City Council in 1957 agreed on the name Green Bay City Stadium and agreed it be dedicated to the Green Bay taxpayers who overwhelmingly endorsed the bond issue. So that's what people feasted the rise on um, back in the day. And doesn't tell the whole story or to look at it. I think if you, you know, you walk into hallowed ground and it was the first stadium built for NFL in America, everywhere else was playing in baseball stadiums. Um, so when you, you know, when you look at the stadium and you know about Curly Lambeau and what started the team in the 1919 and, you know, the Green Bay Packing Company and everything else, you assume it's a no brainer. But the amount of pushback that was received from the officials and how they kind of try to glaze over it and hope that it would go away um, doesn't tell the whole story. Very interesting. I'd love to get some members of the Lambeau family on the podcast as well. Um, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that too. But anyway, that finishes up the podcast. Um, a fun one as usual. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm at NFL on Twitter, at the UK Packers on the group accounts on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and get into the private group on Facebook. And if you've got any questions or comments, um, you know, you can dive on to info at ukpackers.co.uk and you can cop your face masks and other UK Packers merch on the UK Packers store at ukpackers.co.uk. But until next week, as usual, it's a go pack go and talk to you then.